Okay, we've all had them. Those couples that just change their mind constantly about what they want, what they, the style, all of it. No more, y'all. Okay, we're going to talk about it today. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hello, Refiners. Welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. Today, I'm going to help you understand and manage and walk couples through the ever-changing decisions and design and style that they have in their mind for their weddings. Okay, so we've all seen it. A couple will come up with their vision. We've got the mood board. They've approved it. They love it. And then they go to one of their friend's weddings or they see something new on Pinterest or they're, you know, a friend mentioned something, all that to say, now it's all changed, right? And they come back and they say, actually, and maybe that ends up including just a tweak and we just, it evolves. And sometimes that might mean like completely overhauling it. Like we went from a pink wedding to a blue wedding, right? Like it's totally different. And this is, a, it just, it's an extra scope of work, right? We've already done the work that they paid us to do. Now they're asking us to redo it. So how do we avoid that? How do we manage that? What do we do? Have your design process written out in your contract and be really clear about what that involves. So I encourage that, you know, as a planner, you're going to have, you know, hey, look, we're going to hire all the wedding. We're going to we're going to do the the design, the design questionnaire. We're going to sit down. We're going to look at the mood board. We're going to prove it. We're going to go hire all the wedding pros. And then, you know, at the midway point, we'll revisit it. And we'll make any adjustments that we need to make because it can affect the overall, you know, spend, right? So we're going to, we're going to assess that in the middle. And then towards the end, as we determine our final headcount, we'll, we'll go ahead and make any final adjustments and anything in between needs to be a running Word document on your computer or Google Drive document, or if you're in the refine portal, as you should be, we're going to have a place in there that we can store all the notes for ideas that we can assess at the midpoint or towards the end, right? Because we don't need back and forth emails that I have to store and hopefully find and can reference later, right? Like just as you have, dear couple, as you have ideas, keep a running list, okay? We'll get to them and, and we'll make that adjustment. And if they want to make adjustments between those points, there's a fee and like a, a real fee, like $500 gets me in the door to have the conversation. And it might be more than $500 because if we're having to completely overhaul it, that might take me days on days, right? So have an intro fee and let them know that it's not limited to that. It starts at, this is my starting fee for a, a design readdress, okay? And, and this can be the case for any of you listening, wedding pros, you know, when you get out there and you've, you have, you've set up a service for someone, you've set up a product, then you've spent time understanding their musical needs, their, um, their photography needs, and they come and like, switch that all around, you're having to start fresh, right? You're having to ask the same questions all over again and, and whatnot. So if they're coming and they're wanting to change things up, 
again, there might be something that's really simple and it's, 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 it's good to do that. And, and, and it may even have benefit for me or for you as the wedding pro to say, Hey, look, I'm glad that we decided this now and caught it now because it would just make, you know, the execution or the reconciliation all the more challenging or it would create extra work at that point. So it would be really easy for me, for me to make this change now than later. And I don't, I've had, I created this process in my contract after a particular client that, <laughs> oh, let me tell you, the client was just, oh, just constant changes and, and really confused the whole wedding pro team. We were like, what? We were all so confused. And we kept having to talk behind the scenes to like try to remind each other, what did she say in that meeting? Because I took really good notes or for some reason, this sentence doesn't make sense. Or now she's saying this and I'm questioning myself. And we were all just so confused. And the florist, <laughs> I'll never forget this. She showed up on the wedding day and had her huge truck with like everything from her warehouse. And I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, she goes, I have no idea what this girl wants. I just brought everything. And when she says, oh, where's the whatever? I'll say, well, it's in the truck. We, well, we, well, it's behind the few things. We'll get to it. Oh my gosh. I'm coming to like be what? won the day like it worked out I'm so glad she had done that but I mean what how that was so much work and it required so much staff and so from there we just learned hey we can't do this and here's how we prevent it and so that's my word of wisdom to you so see again this is not planner specific that the florist is involved in that the photographer we were all so confused the caterer was like what so if you're a caterer listening and they just constantly want to change their menu, have a process in place for that and charge for it and I'll say that there are plenty of couples that have come to me and uh, you know, in between those points that we've agreed upon and want to make a change and I'm happy to make it. It's not a big deal, especially with full service couples like that kind of stuff ebbs and flows, right? It's really when it becomes a pattern or I can tell it's going to take a lot of time that I am going to reference back to that contract, right? So I do try to enforce my contract. I, I try to be flexible, but I also, you know, it's important for us to enforce our contract because if we get to a point where they're doing something or have asked for something that like we can't or don't want to be flexible on, then they'll throw it in our faces. Well, you worry about this. You know what I mean? So anytime you go against your contract or are flexible, you need to point that out and say, hey, look, you know, we're, we're doing this between the agreed upon process, not a problem this time because I have this particular bandwidth and it's going to work out. Just a reminder that, you know, blah, blah. So anytime you defy your own boundary. You need to identify what the boundary is that you're breaking and you need to remind them, you need to tell them why you're able to break it this particular time so that that can't ever be used against you. You know what I mean? So um, that helps you stay on track with your boundaries in the long run by always identifying and explaining why this time, but not next time kind of thing. So that's my award vomit on design process and keeping them um, in line. Actually, I'm going to add one thing here too. I think something just because this particular client is the one that just, I changed a lot about my policies as a whole. One other thing that she did was she would email me all day long. It was kind of like 1999 and AOL instant messenger. I felt like I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't Gchat. Like I don't, you know, it's like she would email and I was in a space to answer her questions. And then it just, it kept spiraling. So then finally I I asked her to keep a running, like keep an email open and all day as you have your ideas and thoughts and whatnot, list them out and then send them at three o'clock, four o'clock. And I will have an answer to you 
you know, before I clock out or first thing in the morning. Okay. That's our new process. And that's going to be what has to work for us because otherwise all I'm doing is just dialoguing with her all day. And I can't actually do the work for her. I'm just answering questions. I can't actually, there's no time to actually do the work uh, for her or anyone else. Right. And I, I, I try not to ever reference other clients to clients. I want them to feel like our only one, even though, especially right now, that's really difficult, but yeah, I tried to, I had to retrain her. And I also, uh, I think it's really important for all of our couples to train them to write emails in efficient ways and to have strong header subject lines, right? Not like, hey, quick question or new idea. Like their subject lines need to reference what we're actually talking about. Like that's the point of a subject line. A subject line is like, what is the subject? Okay. And then I want headers. Like if they're going to talk to me about three different categories, cake, flowers, and photos. Okay. I want a header, cake. And then I want their questions in bullet points. And then I want flowers as a header. And then I want bullet points. And then I'm going to respond to those in a different color. I'm going to respond to each bullet point in a different color. And as much as possible as they can and are willing, I prefer if we're going to have three categories in one email, just send me three emails. And I know that that creates you know, more emails, but it's just so much or more organized for me to find exactly what we're talking about as opposed to like, oh gosh, was that in the, were we talking about that flower conversation in the cake email? Gosh, is that right? No, we were talking about that in the DJ email. Yeah, it was the DJ email. Let me find that one. And then I'm just like all over the place trying to find it because for whatever reason, my keywords aren't popping up or guess what? We're using the same keywords with all couples for the last 10 years and it just you're not going to find it. So clear subject lines. We're going to break our emails up by topic. And if we do combine topics, we're going to have clear headers. We're going to go into bullet points and we're going to respond in color coding. And of course, I'm always mindful of making sure that color coding can work for a couple because, you know, some people don't see colors or see color or there might be certain colors that are harder to see. And so another tactic might be going into different fonts or you know, going bold or italic or something like that. And of course, with too much back and forth, you need to start a fresh email and just starts to hurt the eyes. But the value in bullet points and the value in responding in this way is that I know that how many times do you send an email with, with four questions and you get a response and they've answered three of the questions and you keep asking that fourth question in every email, the fourth question never gets answered. And you're just like, oh my goodness. But with the bullet points, that changed everything for me. The bullet points means I can, at a, at a glance, everyone can see what the questions are and know whether they've answered all the questions, right? And then when I respond and I have their answers, what I do is I delete, I copy and paste everything, put it in any email, and I delete all the bullet points that have been answered. And then I, because sometimes they may not know the answer to that. And so like, these are the, these are open action items, right? And I just keep it fresh that way. So it's not, it doesn't get as cluttered. So a little kind of separate from the design process, but also I think that's part of keeping organized. And again, I just learned all of that through that one client and, and, and through that kind of organization, it makes changes a lot easier. And honestly, I think it reduces the changes because everything is clear and it, it allows for um, better decision-making and just uh, reference points and paper trails. And, and it's just less work everybody. And the whole point of this episode is less work, right? So y'all take that, leave it, whatever. I believe in it. I think it's amazing. I think that we should educate our couples to have an email account dedicated to 
the wedding. I think that helps them stay organized. And I think that we need to educate them on having folders that are specific to different topics so that they can find them. Because when they're doing the keyword search and then they email us and like, hey, where's the da-da-da-da? Now I've got to spend time finding it and sending it to them. So anything we can do to help them stay organized, anything we can do to help them understand this is the time that we do this, this is the process, those things all reduce our work. Okay. I hope that was helpful. If you found it to be, then please like, share, and leave a review. Screenshot this, post it on Instagram stories. We love those shout outs. It's so fun to hear from y'all and the things that you learn from the podcast. We we want to hear about it. Send us DMs, questions, anything you disagree on, anything you would change or add. Send us those points because we, we've got lots more po- podcasts to record in the pipeline. So I'd love to love to dialogue further on opposing points and and things of that nature. So y'all have a great day and we'll catch you next week. Bye.